Purse Strings offers an available for hire network of vetted professionals who specialize in serving women. When you have a life event that has suddenly made money a priority, you can now move forward with a whole new confidence that you're getting advice and services from savvy professionals who are uniquely equipped to serve your needs. Go to PurseStrings.co and use our directory of handpicked financial professionals when you're ready to plan for retirement, navigate divorce, buy your next home, fire up your new business, and more. Go to PurseStrings.co or check the link in the show notes. Now you can be financially fearless. Thank you, fearless listeners, and go you for hitting play. Please like and subscribe as it helps us grow. Also, share this with a friend as we have to keep talking about this shit. Now let's dive in. Coming up on today's edition of Women and Money, the shit we don't talk about, our guest is Divya Pareg. We met Divya while networking and we're so impressed with all her accomplishments right off the bat. That's right. Divya helps driven leaders and entrepreneurs build their narrative to create an executive presence, get recognized, and take their lives and careers to the next level. We are eager to talk with Divya today as she's going to share how women can be braggadocious without being braggy. As women, we need to learn how to strut our stuff, and she's going to give us some tips. So let's dive in. Gloria Steinem once said, We will never solve the feminization of power until we solve the masculinity of wealth. Barbara Provost and Maggie Nielsen are the team at Purse Strings that will help you navigate the ins and outs of financial independence so that you can be financially fearless. This is Women in Money, the shit we don't talk about. Hi, Divya. It's a pleasure and we welcome you to the Purse Strings podcast. Before we jump in to talk about how to be a braggadocious, Please uh, introduce yourself to our community today. Thank you, Barbara. And thank you, Maggie, for having me over here and opening up space for this important topic because it's important that we share about ourselves without feeling that we are being braggadocious. So a little bit about me. I started out my journey in academia, weaving down the pathways of young students, and I was very enthusiastic about helping them. Oh, let me meet them. Let me meet them. And then I found failing fabulously. And then when I went and talked with one of my advisors and they said, you got to meet people where they're at. And it was a great learning curve. So from there, my life meandered into research labs and uh, I'm a biochemist by training and some neuroscience background, being in Fortune 50, Fortune 500 companies, you know, traversing down the corporate halls where things didn't just sit right with me because during one of the times when layoffs happened, so somebody just kind of comes down, takes people by their hand, and then just walks them out. I understand that there may be one or two people who may do something wrong. I get it. And yet, couldn't we bring more warmth and dignity to that process? So that just shriveled my soul up. And I was like, okay, what am I doing? Yes, I'm here making life-saving medications, running multi-million dollar projects. And yet there was that soul peace connection that was missing. So I decided like, okay, what nourishes my soul? And I 
spend a lot of time reflecting and being a learner who wants to keep on learning and growing lifelong, I decided what better way than coaching. So I landed in the area of coaching since 2010. I've coached thousands of people and I've seen so many dreams shatter and so many pain and that fear where, you know, people try to avoid their pain and fear and move away from it and run towards the chaos of life, intermixing it with that doubt and resistance. So just kind of being present with them, being the guide on the side has fulfilled and nourished my soul where I've seen those breakthroughs and seeing the star in people's eyes, right? When they have that aha moment and the vibrancy of colors of life have painted my life beautiful. And every time I meet a new client, I still feel that it's an open canvas where mm. together we will be painting their story and helping them achieve their dreams that they want to be. Thank you for sharing that. That was that was beautiful. So you've talked to so many women, you've coached so many women, and this whole thing about women stepping forward into uh, who they are, their authenticity, how can we as women share about who we are without being braggy, without being braggadocious? Mm, great question. And here's the thing. We as women have been through generations and not only generations, but societal expectations as well is that women tend to behave in a certain way. Women are expected to behave in a certain way. And if they do something that's in odds with the societal expectations, there are those names that are, have been pinned to women. So what has that done for us is that that hesitation is there. And if you look at the whole history, you know, we could not vote until suffragettes came along the yep. scene. Yep. And then, okay, we started voting. And then if you look at the 1950s and 60s ads, which is not too far, like you know, only 60 years back. Yep. When a guy would come home, you know, woman would be ready, you know, rushing around, honey, how was your day? Let me take your bag and, you know, keeping the household together. So we have to remember that as women, we got to give ourselves that space, that a journey of pro progress has been there. But it's the last few decades that have brought in great strides. So when we talk about that, it's giving yourself first the permission to mm -hmm. fail. Mm -hmm. we as women tend to be like, no, I got to get everything. I got to be a perfect mom. I got to be, I got to hold the house together. And then I got to do the earning as well, because so many women are in the workforce now. Mm -hmm. And because Doing it they're all. in the workforce, <laughs> it's like, I want to do everything right. So drop that. Give yourself the permission and space to be yourself and to fail. I always say that. It's okay to fail. It's okay to fall. It's not okay to give up. And what is authenticity? Bringing you, bringing your shine and light. It's about being genuine and real and sharing accomplishments. I'm not asking you to exaggerate or bend the truth. Not at all. Just be in alignment with yourself, knowing your personal values and acting out on that values. And when I talk about acting, I don't mean <laughs> acting in sense of acting. I'm talking about is taking action. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, if you do that, you don't have to brag. All you're doing is being you and showing up for yourself and showing up for others. Mm. Can you share an example of something like that? Um, what that might look like? Because you're right. I mean, so often 
we talk about this all the time. There's so much pressure put on women to do it all, have it all, you know, have everything tied up with a bow. And I think it, it's killing us uh, to be able to do all that and try to do all that. So um, share a little bit about some of the people that women that you've worked with or any success stories that you have. Absolutely. So I'll share one of the executives that I worked with. She was senior vice president, so very much in the C-suite. And she kept up this facade. And those are her words I'm using for, for our conversation purposes. Let's call her Jane. So Jane had this facade where she was keeping everything together. Now that said, she found herself breaking in the meantime. Like she started feeling exhausted. And she came to me in that situation. And then as we were exploring, the first thing we sat down and did was like, okay, let's see if you're in alignment with your values. Because here's the thing, think about a car. If a car is not in alignment, it's going to go zigzag. And -hmm. then sometimes it may crash into something. Or if you're trying to hold it while it's misaligned, it's going to cause wear and tear it's going to damage the engine, and it's going to have an impact. So similarly, when you're out of alignment with your personal values, you're going to start seeing the burnout. You're going to start seeing that soul of yours shrivel up. You are going to see that cracks have started showing up in the foundation. So the first thing what we did was like, okay, what were her personal values? And her personal value was that she wanted to stand in her own shoes. Mm. And yet what she felt was that she had to be like other guys. Mm. She had to be exuberant and she had to be an extrovert. She was an introvert. She had to be loud and pushy and follow exactly their leadership style. Mm-hmm. Whereas for hers, it was like, you know, having that quiet confidence, aligning and influencing people. So right off the bat, I'm just going to go with one one core value over here. She was completely out of alignment. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. If you want to be authentic, your personal values are the backbone of your authenticity. So then we took a look at it. And here's what was the thing. We sat down and we discussed that what would be the most prudent approach. She said that the culture in the company where she was, was that you had to be one of the boys or you couldn't move forward. Mm-hmm. So I asked her, like, okay, what, what is it that you truly want? So, and of course, given the time we have, I can go in the details. But the whole idea was that what did she truly want? Mm-hmm. And what she finally figured out after a few coaching sessions was that she wanted where she showed up, just like herself, was recognized for that, would be a trusted leader, was still able to make a difference mm-hmm. and bring meaning to her work. So we started looking. And what she found was, I told her, like, you know, rather than take any drastic steps, let's examine the current situation. How are things working out for your current company? So I asked her to look at other positions in the current company. And we did like a 360 review where she just kind of met up with people. And she Mm -hmm. found that people respected her. Mm -hmm. And there was this another team where it was still mostly men couple of women, and yet the whole culture was completely different. 
Interesting. And as a result, just because she opened up her eyes, I mean, so many times we are so caught up, like, you know, I got to keep on doing this, keep on doing this, even if it is burning you out, even if it is cracking your confidence. So the key is to open it up and check your personal values. And then she was the one, you know, I was there just to co-create. She came up with an action plan and then gradually moved to that team. And what she found was that she showed up with quiet confidence. She built those relationships because she brought that active listening to the table where she would sit down, understand, bring that strength of hers to the table. And whenever she presented, she would just share her experience truthfully. She didn't have to brag. Mm-hmm. And people started seeing her in new light. Mm-hmm. And as a result, like, you know, she had moved at a collateral position as a senior VP to senior VP. She was promoted to be in the top C-suite. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing that when you are being truthful. So, for example, you know, as she was pitching for her promotion, one of the examples I said, OK, just share your experience. What did you do? And she shared that, like, you know, in my six months with this new team, Mm -hmm. the project was initially bringing in 5 million. And within the six months, it went from 5 million to 10 million. And here's my question to both of you. Is that braggadocious? No, just factual. Just factual. So a lot of time what happens is that because women feel that, oh, I cannot share, you know, if I share this, it's going to be looking like, oh gosh, you know, like, oh, she's like this and I'll be labeled and all that. It's the fear that keeps us stuck. So let that fear go and just share. And you can use storytelling just as I shared my story in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, question I, to you, was that braggadocious? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved how you told your story. And first of all, people love stories. They love to hear a success story. And, you know, there's so much that happened in that um, story that we could really dig into. She, um, something halted her to take the break and, and meet with you because something inside of her was not resonating. Like you said, she was misaligned. I think many, many, many women uh, find themselves in that place where they just, you know, they, they can't even pull in the parking lot anymore, get out of their car because they just know they're n- there's not alignment. And um, there are options, right, for women yes. to assess Yes, and really take a look at what's working, what's not working. And um, she knew it's interesting. You can't change the culture in that team. She wasn't going to try to change what was going on in that group. She just really found out what was important to her and looked for where there would be alignment. Yeah, you nailed it. And that was the key because you cannot change somebody else. All you can do is change yourself. And when you recognize that and define your personal values, And there are several different types of values. You know, it's not only core values. There are aspirational values that are paid to play. There is a permission to play. I mean, there are so many different values that if you really do a deep dive, it's like having that smooth engine in that car that will keep you running. And so how do you work with your clients to define their values? I mean, I think sometimes we don't actually sit down and write them down or quite know, as you said, there's a depth to values that we have, you know, how can how can people kind of dive into more of what their values are? So I have created a very in-depth 
value exercise, which is different than anything out there. Like, you know, the people give you a list of values and <laughs> say, okay, pick 10 or pick 20, then pick 10, then pick your top five. So basically what we sit down and do is it's meet with you, as Barbara mentioned. And as one of my mentors had mentioned, meet with people where they're at. So we sit down together and we create definitions, their definitions, not my definitions, not society's definitions, not the parents' definition, not their spouse's definition, not the boss's definition, but their definition. And we kind of like play around it because now it is after a couple of sessions, I've got to know them. So I'm prompting them. So that gets their creative juices going. And we create at least 40, 50 values with their definitions. And once we have done that, then we will look at what their aspirations are. What are the clarities? We bring the clarity to it. And from there, we take the values and we break it down into the different categories they need for their life. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, somebody may be already very accomplished. They don't need support values. For similarly, if a woman is just starting out in a career, whether it's an entrepreneur or whether a leader in the corporate world, they need those support values. So depending on that, we'll bring those values in. And then it comes down to lastly, like, you know, four to five values. So we go from like 50 to five, and then we create action plan for each value. Mm -hmm. And so this way, they can just kind of do a daily check. So for example, at the end of the day, it's, let's, I'm just going to give the same example of Jane. All right. So Jane would be, hmm, my value is that quiet confidence. I don't have to be an extrovert. So I'm just going to define her example. For her, that quiet confidence meant was listening. It was about understanding where the other person wanted to be, what they wanted to achieve. And also for her, the whole idea was that she created the space for other people to succeed. So that was her definition of quiet confidence. And one of the things what we did was like one of the action items is checking every night as to what went well, mm -hmm. not what could have gone well or what could be better. No, just sitting down and recognizing three things for that value, like what went well. So I'll just give again, Jane's example. So on her first night, she recorded that her peer just opened up to her. So that was the trust that went well. So like check, like, you know, one of the criteria for her values was active listening. Mm -hmm. Then second was like fostering relationships. After a few days down the road, one of her recordings was the relationship that she built with her boss was a guy, was in a way where he trusted her and didn't ask her to change at all. So basically, these are a couple of examples because what we do is like when we are creating the action plan, we also create the criteria for each value. And then it's just recording what's working because what happens is when you keep on working with your strengths and you keep on building, it's just like building that muscle. So you're training your brain like, yeah, I did this good. So you keep on building upon one value upon another, you know, one tiny piece upon another 
because remember, nobody grew up to be like for even for a baby to learn how to walk takes a whole year. So yeah, right. well, <laughs> <can't and> expect... <laughs> what I love about that example is that by stepping back and really working through that activity with you, not only gives her an understanding of what resonates with her and what's going to make her be her best self, but it almost also gives her the vocabulary she needs when she has conversations both with her teammates and also with her leadership around kind of who she is and how she works best and how she can best be supported so that they get what they need from her as well. And she's in alignment too. So, you know, so much of like you were saying at the beginning, women are just expected to hold up to these expectations that were just imposed upon us Mm -hmm. without us having kind of an idea of how can I achieve those? Do they work with me? Do they align with me? And we're seeing it in this excellent example. We're also seeing it in financial examples as well, right? Same thing with, Mm -hmm. you know, women were just expected to give money to their, their husbands or other people to manage for them. And really what we're challenging them to do at Purse Strings is to step back and really create their own thinking, their own money mindset, their own value system around money and how they're going to move forward financially because finances are the foundation. So that whole exercise is really in parallel to what we're doing here. Both you've created this amazing example in the workplace, but what you've done can also be applicable to how women are thinking about their own financial future and their own money mindset as well. So I think this is a beautiful parallel. Absolutely. Absolutely, Barbara, because I love what you brought up. And you said that vocabulary, right? So it's like, all right, a lot of women don't have that relationship with money. And that's one of the relationships that I talk about in one of my books, The Entrepreneur's Garden. And the key is that, okay, you know, as part of your values, what if the value was to be financially free? Mm-hmm. independent what does that mean so it's okay to say that you know what I want to make a million or I want to make six-figure salary or I want to have high ticket clients whatever it is mm-hmm. it's completely a okay I loved how you put it that they are getting the vocabulary you're absolutely right and once they have that vocabulary you're not bragging you're just being yourself and you're showing up mm-hmm. yeah i this is just a great conversation, understanding yourself better um, before you kind of present yourself to others is really kind of where I'm sitting and thinking right now. And so it seems like a lot of this is done then through storytelling of how to really share what you've done in almost a factual way, but just through a story so people can really relate. And it doesn't seem like, oh, here's my list of all the top 10 things I've done. Um, but just kind of showing you how it relates in, uh, in, in, in a real life story. Absolutely. Would you like me to share one of the examples how she shared her story about that project? And it again brings us back to finances. And I know because y'all talk about finances, that's why I talked about that. So let me go back to Jane. So Jane had to pitch herself like why and not two other candidates would get the promotion. So we sat down and we talked about like, okay, first thing, Jane, let's look at who is your audience? She said, all of my audience are men. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, what are they looking for? 
she said, they're looking for finances because the board, and she was part of a public company. Every quarter, the pu- the company got to perform, got to perform, got to perform. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, then the shareholders get unhappy, the investors get unhappy, the board doesn't get their finances. I said, okay. So now think through their eyes. And when I say think through their eyes is because what it's like, you know, what are the quick perceptions they're going to make with you? What are their interests? What are their values? So by this, she is not sacrificing any of her values. All she's going to do is she's still going to share the truth, but now she's doing it strategically. All right. So now that's the first step. Whenever you're doing a storytelling, think about your audience. The second was, what's your common ground? She said, like, I want to take the company, like my department, we went from five to 10 million, like within next six months Mm -hmm. or next quarter, I want to do this, this, this. So I said, okay, now let's break it down. Give the short-term goals and give the long-term goals because they're also looking for the next quarter. So come up with three months, six months and a year. So that's the common ground. And then I said, okay, I want you to add certain emotional elements to the story. It's really important because if you want to touch their heart, you bring the emotions in, again, sticking to the truth. No, no fake, no lies. You're always sticking to the truth and operating by integrity. She said, okay. Then I said that, okay, you know what? It's important to practice your story with empathy. Reason being because... If you go into many details and you don't have that empathy for your listeners, like, you know, that these are people Mm -hmm. are giving you their time. And from from their perspective, every hour could be like $2,000. So I said, take yourself in that. And if you put yourself in that shoes, you'll be able to relate to them rather than like, oh, these hoity-toity guys. Mm -hmm. So then you just go present, share your story and observe the reactions. And then as you're observing the reactions, then you can adjust your story as it happens. So these are some of the elements. And now I'll share how did Jane do. So what Jane shared was that now she has all of this in mind. She, she started out with just a story as she was going through her slides. And she shared that, that I've loved this company and I'm looking forward to taking this company to X, Y, and Z because... I have been part of this company from this X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. What she's showing is that she has that journey. So just by sharing that story, by sharing that fact, she pointed out two, two points here. One, she has the knowledge of the company. C and the B, there are like several points, but I'm just going to go like two points. She understands the goals of the company. And C, she's aligned with it. And then she just kind of went into like a little bit of the emotion piece, like how their client was struggling with one of their softwares and they were not, they didn't want to continue. So what she did was she sat down with the client themselves, understood their problems. Again, as you see, everything is in keeping with her personal values and is in alignment with what, how she wants to show up. Mm-hmm. She understood their pain, brought it back. And her boss said, we don't have the bandwidth to address this. She said, how about you give me two people? And if it doesn't happen, don't listen to me on the next project. 
So she addressed all the problems of the client. She's telling all this. And by doing that, the client signed up for more features. And because mm. they signed up for more features, they went from five to 10 million within that six months. And she said that that's what she wants to bring. And because she has that ability to just connect with people with understanding and listening, she was the best candidate. And she is not just going to stop at 10 million. She wants to take the company to X, Y, and Z. So she's showing she's driven. She's still showing. So that's the power of storytelling. So that's one of the examples. That's great. And yeah, it kind of shows how she built her own model of how she works within the organization, that model that also aligns with her own value system, which is beautiful. Well, I hope that was helpful. Like, you know, how we took the storytelling and still keeping those values for at the forefront of your integrity and still showing up as yourself and being authentic and mm. still owning the stage. I think You've that was it. a terrific example. Moreover, um, the whole idea of taking a step back and doing some evaluation at the forefront. Otherwise, we're just pushing forward, miserable, unhappy, following someone <laughs> else's path, um, probably getting sick all all the while and not being a happy uh, mm-hmm. person in life. So, um, you know, th- I think what I take away from this whole conversation is how important it is for women not to have to do it all, be perfect at every turn. Like you say, you're going to make mistakes. We always say fail fast, you're going to fail. But the more you fail, then you're going to start making some great moves and things, great things are going to happen for you. So thank you, um, Divya, for coming on today and sharing your beautiful story uh, around how you coach with women, women executives, and presenting to us this model of how important it is for women to couple of things, take a step back, evaluate what's important to you, really, really, really work through your values, be able to articulate that. And the way that you can articulate it is through storytelling to in order to really share who you are, your successes, and where you want to go in your future. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Because one last thing that I would love to leave your audience with doesn't matter if you're a entrepreneur, if you're an individual, if you are a corporate professional, or if you are a leader, doesn't matter, folks. So recently, just now, I just stumbled on that professional and it's okay. It's completely okay because the more you show up in your authenticity, and here's what I'll tell you, like, you know, having worked with entrepreneurs and women, professionals and women executives, one thing I've found is that the more we become comfortable with our failures, the more we shine, the more power we acquire. So I would love to tell your audience that stay inspired and be inspired by yourself. Thank you, Maggie. And thank you, Barbara, for having me. So appreciate you. And keep the light shining for those women. That's an amazing message to end on. So thank you for all our listeners for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. Please like and subscribe and share with a friend as we want to make sure this message gets out and everyone's light keeps shining. So we'll talk to everyone soon. And until then, be financially fearless. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Purse Strings offers an available-for-hire network of vetted professionals who specialize in serving women. 
When you have a life event that has suddenly made money a priority, you can now move forward with a whole new confidence that you're getting advice and services from savvy professionals who are uniquely equipped to serve your needs. Go to PurseStrings.co and use our directory of handpicked financial professionals when you're ready to plan for retirement, navigate divorce, buy your next home, fire up your new business, and more. Go to PurseStrings.co or check the link in the show notes. Now you can be financially fearless.